the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I just want to address something that happened before we pressed record. Oh. Which was you guys complaining that I haven't put fresh towels in the bathroom. Yes. Even though I've done the washing, I've hung them out like a well-domesticated man. Uh, yeah, but it's like, oh, oh, I killed the body. I left it on the front lawn. What more do you want me to do? Go the extra steps, chop it up and dispose of it. It's good coming from a cat owner. Or in this case. Just leave it at the foot of your bed. There you go. <laughs> no, I would be I would be polite. If my cat does a vom vom bomb, you clean it up. Yeah, fair call. You know? The reason I raise this is yeah. because this is the first time I think you've come around here. It's the Australian summer. Uh, so you've come around here in short sleeves. Yeah. Are you sporting a Sepultura tattoo? No. No? What is it? No. It looks like a sepulchre tattoo. It's definitely not. Okay. It's definitely not. Right. What? Is there a meaning to that? <laughs> you know what the meaning is behind this tattoo? It's, I think it's roots, bloody roots. The meaning of this tattoo is, I would not be oppressed by men anymore. That's what that is. Oh. Is that a tribe, is it? No, that's <laughs> that's just... Oh, is that some ancient world That shit? is a drunken victory call oh. of I will not be oppressed by that man anymore. So you could have lied to me and said that that's some kind of Welsh Lilith, Persephone, weird shit. Sure. And I would have believed you. Yeah. But I'm always just going to put it down as a sepultura tattoo. It's so not. It is. No, it's so not. I have a vagina. It's not a sepultura of a tattoo. You've got a vagina <laughs> with dreadlocks. <laughs> And you're really into well, the KSAD album. That's just a happy coincidence. <laughs> oh my god! Well, no, I've got that. It's uh, eventually I want to like you know add on to it. I want to put some alien like xenomorphs on my uh, on my shoulder. I just haven't found the right tattoo artist. Yeah. In in Adelaide. Yeah. I live like two streets from House of Daggers. They're amazing. Yeah, I might check them out. No, you're just proud of having a fucking bogan sepultura tattoo. Oh, you're the one who recognised it. So <laughs> what the who's more bogan, <laughs> the tattoo I or the person, the tattooee? <laughs> I spent my virgin years trying to learn the drum beat from Territory. So, uh, well, it's not. So get stuffed. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. When I've got this one, I've got like the zombie horde. That's my favourite tattoo. That's, and that's like a really detailed, quite beautiful, looks like it's a comic book panel. Yeah, it really does. The, the guy who did this, the most like un-tattoo name ever. Like if you get tattoos, you always think you're going to be tattooed by like Thor or Gertzenhauser. Or Icepick McGee. Yeah, you know. Um, Andy. 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 He's handy. Yeah. <laughs> he was very good. Actually, funny story. I went to um, the Koala Hospital. Okay. Fuck off. There's a Koala Hospital? There's a Koala Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Koala Hospital was having a fundraiser because uh, they take in, obviously, sick, injured koalas. Um, and so, bless him, Andy had donated a voucher for a $50 tattoo. Yeah. 
um, a magazine all about tattoos and a bottle of wine with a tattooed lady on it. Okay. And he had donated that to be auctioned off. Bless him. So I thought he assumed someone would go in and be like, oh, I don't know, like a little tattoo virgin and would just get like a little outline of a... 50 bucks doesn't get you much. Yeah. You know, it would just get like an initial or, you know, something. Yeah. And so I got this thing and I'm like, oh, you know, well, okay. Because I, I, I won it. Because um, at first I'm like, oh, my God, that's like, that's really awesome. You never see like tattoos like donated at no. like animal fundraisers. And then this fucking mole, okay, <laughs> this mole kept adding a dollar. Fucking To hell. every time anyone put a bid on anything. And I'm <sighs> like, you're going down, mole. At a charity fundraiser, she was fucking yeah. She was playing fucking yeah. Oh, I've got a, I've got a client on the phone here from Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then, like the drunker I got, like the angrier I got. So you, yeah. Oh, wow. oh my god, I bought so much shit that night just because <laughs> I was determined not to let that mole get a freaking thing. Because that's your moly. Anyway, so I rocked up, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll check out this guy's work. I'll go, you know, see him, book in, whatever. Um, And I was just like looking through like his book and I'm like, oh my God, like this guy's actually amazing. And I sort of, I had an idea for this from like, because this is kind of a combination of, um, I'd seen a picture and it's kind of like a couple of scenes from my favourite zombie movies meshed into one. It's a bit evil dead. It's a, it's a little bit La Horde. Um, and so I sort of showed him the picture and I was like, oh, could you do something like this? And he was like, oh, excellent. And I'm like, okay, so I have this $50 voucher. Because <laughs> I will now do it with my left hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And I was like, and I'm like, can I, and I'll just pay the difference. Yeah. He's like, that'll be a little bit of a difference. And I'm like, I understand. $50 gets you this alcohol swap. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. it bought the gloves to do the tattoo. <laughs> I'll use the ink that doesn't have lead in it. <laughs> yeah. But I love this tattoo. And the best bit is because we had to do it in two parts because it's so detailed. Yeah. Um, and after about three and a half hours, my arm was just mush. So we couldn't get the fine lines anymore. So I had to wait a couple of weeks for it to heal and go back. And on my second time, Tattoo Virgin, he literally went... She passed out. Oh, wow. Not only did she pass out, she did the freak out, jump up, tried to run away, then passed out, landed into a bookcase. Fuck. (laughs) Good times, good times. (laughs) So, you know, dinner and a show. (laughs) Most people would assume that a tattoo hurts, though. You know. Yeah. yeah. You learn a lot about yourself getting a tattoo. I imagine you do. Yeah. Especially because, like, on my back, I'm like, that's fine. Shoulder, do this shit all day. He got one little bit over, like, my wrist. And I was just like, I'll tell you all the national secrets. <laughs> yeah, fuck pain. Fuck torture. Fair enough. Yeah, that's just that's just me, though. But uh, I just learned some very exciting news, literally just on the toilet five minutes ago. Some shocking, groundbreaking news. I think this is going to change the world news. Okay, so we've established that you learn a lot getting tattooed yes and taking a shit yes you've done some prison learning yeah (laughs) (laughs) that library card's been used (laughs) i I, my uh my college doesn't formally issue certificates but no the school of hard knocks you uh, you've got to look for where i've etched it into wet concrete (laughs) but oh my god do you want to know what i learned on the toilet today yes (laughs) 
see it like that. Either you do or you don't. Commit. Do you want to know what I learned on the toilet? I want to know about your porcelain epiphany. Go on. No, it's not an epiphany. I actually, I, I got online. Okay, yeah. That's what the web's telling me. Right. Are you ready? Yes. It's pretty shocking. I imagine so. It could change the world. I doubt it will. Oh. Go on. Uno is adding seven new evil cards to its pack, guaranteed to create a family rift. Seven new cards. I've never played Uno. What? What? No. Oh, my God. You are a Russian-Chinese spy. <laughs> I've never played Uno. How? Because I grew up in the era of video games. Oh, God. No wonder you're such a miserable fuck. Get some Uno into you, I play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, that's why you're a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> How have you never played Uno? I don't know. Wow. Wow, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh my God, is, is Uno a global phenomenon? Or yes. Or just, okay, I didn't know that. That's what we'll do for our Patreon. We'll show you getting your Uno cherry broken. I don't want to play a fucking card game. No, because you say that and then you play Uno and then you don't that's, realize how invested you're going to get what, and then you lose your shit and you throw a tanty and about storm poker. out. That's what people say about poker. The saddest night of my entire fucking life yeah. was with three famous comedians in the Melbourne casino at four yeah. in the morning, watching them gamble their fucking souls away. No, this is this is this is so much more high stakes. What? This is like we're talking like monopoly tension. Right. Like full punching like You're not walls. Selling it. You're like, not selling it. Oh my god, no. It is live or die. You are if you are the king of Uno, you are the king of your household. It is Game of Thrones, but with cards. I was too busy fucking watching cool movies and learning <sighs> to play musical instruments. By yourself. <laughs> That's why you didn't play Uno. <laughs> yeah, then, then you get all angry with the Uno. Well, I'm too cool for Uno, Mr. Noddy No Friends. <laughs> Maybe I was just playing a different kind of Uno. Involving a sock. Yes, sad, sad solo Uno. Oh, my God. That's it. I'm buying you Uno. Um, no, don't fucking waste a tree. No. You need to, like, you've got a son now. I, you, no, I don't. He's got to, Uno. I've never fucking got it out. You've got to, like, share Uno. Okay, I can sit there and play a fucking dumb card game with <sighs> oh, my it's kid. It's not dumb. Or I can watch the entire back catalogue of Godzilla with him. And we can talk. He, he learned about plot holes the other day. Why can't you do both? Because fuck yeah. that. But anyway. Card games are for prisoners. They are. They are. They're for prisoners and housewives drinking gin. And 18th century sea merchants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I grew up with an Atari. Like, I don't need that shit. Oh, man. No, you haven't lived. Oh, fuck, apparently I have. No, you haven't lived. Okay, so tell me about plot holes. What well, was... he, he learned what plot holes are because he turned to me in a show and he asked me, why didn't they just do this? Yeah. I said, you, son, have just unlocked the plot hole. And he now loves it because he looks for plot holes. He, oh. does, he does two things when he watches things. He looks for plot holes yep. and he listens for the Wilhelm scream. What's the Wilhelm scream? The Wilhelm scream is basically that, if you, you'll hear it in every single movie, it's the, ah, like typical one you go, I've heard that before. Oh. And it's this, one, it's this one scream that they use in every single movie. It's like a nod to the guy who did it. Oh, his yeah. name was Wilhelm? I think so, yes. Oh, you know how they got that scream? Actually, I have heard of this. You know how they got that scream? No. Playing Uno. Fuck me, drunk. <sighs> That's the kind of high stakes Uno is. I'm not playing fucking Uno. All right, we'll, call, we'll, put, you know, we'll put it out to our listeners, okay? You they beloved never, listeners. They never get in touch. I've, I've openly That's not asked, true. I've openly asked for dick pics. That's true. Nothing. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. Nothing. Yeah. 
We got sent coffee mugs. We did. Maybe Mattel will send us some Uno cards. Well, can't they send us some cool fucking Gen no. 1 He-Man or something? <laughs> some fucking first generation Battle of the Planets. They will send something even better, Uno. Oh, fucking hell. It will rock your world. You'll be changed. You'll I'm, be hooked. I'm going to set fucking Uno on fire. Oh, my God. No, Uno will set you on fire. That's what Uno does. Uno destroys lives. Apparently. It's great. Uno seems like the kind of thing that Trumps play. <laughs> No, they just play it with like workers' royalties. Oh, right. And penalties. <laughs> Nothing pretend about it. Uh, well, you know what else is a red hot time? What's that? This week's topic, would no. you believe? Who knew? Now, you would remember um, during two of our previous podcasts, we had a look at the mystery of spontaneous human. Combustion. I'm guessing it involves fucking Uno. <laughs> Draw fire. Ah. Oh my god, maybe that's one of the new cards. Maybe. It's very exciting. Yeah, what a bunch of boring cunts. They sat down and went, well, they're losing our core market to Cards Against Humanity. Let's add some spooky cards. You don't you don't say that until you've had to like pick up four and then pick up four and then someone's had to pick up four. <gasps> I had someone put there were five pick up fours. You know how we're talking about spontaneous human combustion? I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking hot thoughts right now. That's the only way I'm getting out of this. Yeah, I was wondering why you're looking at me funny. Uh, all right, spontaneous human combustion or the lighting of the drunk, evil, poor and women as it was known in the 17th century. The 18th century saw both the poor and the rich and a lot of Italians, strangely, who seemingly caught fire a lot. From a French man cuddling with a brick to an Italian monk flagellating for Jesus, spontaneous human combustion set fire to imagination. <laughs> it's the craze everyone's following. <laughs> Are you sick of yo-yo? <laughs> <laughs> this is burning up in our stores. <laughs> but unlike a duchess, the answer was not served upon toast. So let's see if the beginning of the 20th century does any better in this week's episode of burn baby burn or disco inferno or is that a wick in your pocket or are you just happy to see me so are we doing disco specific spontaneous human combustion no i just wanted to make the burn baby burn okay disco inferno fair enough that's all okay I was listening to Tina Turner. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, so they used to hide cocaine in lots of petroleum products. So maybe there was a link. Really? Yes. I thought that was they just made that up for that James Bond film. No, no, no. Like they, the shit they used to do with chemistry to get cocaine into the US was amazing. <gasps> what? They like, did that in the James Bond? Into petroleum products. They had it like inside of fiberglass, all sorts of shit. Oh my god! I thought they just put it inside of poor people. Pretty much. Well, that's the cheapest way. But with the we're like with gas prices at the moment, wouldn't the gas be more valuable than the cocaine? <laughs> Would you be shipping like gas inside, like petrol inside cocaine? <laughs> just cocaine with a condom full of gasoline. <laughs> just in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Like a dollar eighty nine a liter is what it hit Adelaide. It's not great. Whee. Oh my god! Yeah, take, you'd have to take the cocaine and walk. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, 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 woo! Oh lord! 
honest, the 21st century doesn't have to do much to improve the efforts of its predecessors when it comes to explaining spontaneous human combustion. Right up until the end of the 19th century, some were still trying to argue that if it wasn't witchcraft, (sighs) then it must have been the person's fault for being described as earlier a woman or poor or a person who drank. Everybody's got a choice. <laughs> Just be a man and you won't catch fire. There you go. They were much more progressive about gender fluidity. <laughs> yeah, little well-known secret. Yes. Yeah. In 1851, a German chemist released a paper that he thought was a breakthrough on spontaneous human combustion. You had me at German chemist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because as he was able to demonstrate in his paper that, (coughs) quote, overweight imbribers of brandy generally do not burn when they are close to a fire. That's good, yes. In other words, fat drunk blokes don't always catch fire when you try to set them on fire. Hang on. I have so many questions about this finger waggle scientific study. Okay. Basically, his whole study was he was picking up big fat blokes. Okay. Getting them pissed. Okay. And then just sort of pushing them towards a fire. That's literally what he was doing. He was picking up bears. Wow. Okay. Getting them drunk. Eh, would you like to come back to my place for some little schnapps? Oh, I see you are a big man under that coat. Oh, well, that's very good. Would you like some more Wiener Schnitzel? So you just get a, a really fat guy drunk and incrementally push him closer towards a fire to see if he'll catch fire. Yeah. He's like... If Jeffrey Dahmer really wanted a marshmallow, it's pretty much. <laughs> but the thing is, he described it as imbibers. This wasn't just one fat bloke, okay? One. Okay. This is multiple fat blokes. Hey, science, you've got to repeat the studies. You've got to get the same <laughs> yeah, results. Exactly. You know, but then the question is like, you know, it's like, don't you have to have like the placebo? Was he giving <laughs> some of them water and telling them it was brandy? Why did he randomly chuck in a skinny bloke? (laughs) You imagine the peer review panel. (laughs) We've got to go and repeat this study. Where's Heinrich? (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it in the warmth. But how do you like how do you put how do you put that up? Because usually when you do a like a scientific study, one of the first things you do is you've got to put a paper together to try and get funding. How how do you think you sell that to a committee? I don't think he sold it to a committee. I think he sold it to a brewery. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe a distillery. <laughs> oh my god, was this like the first like sponsored science? <laughs> yes, this is the first branded partnership <laughs> for 18th century Instagram. <laughs> yes, this is a collab between me and uh, several fat men. Oh my god, is this like the first Dove Institute? <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share <laughs> as I push the fat man closer to the flames. <laughs> As you can see, Heinrich has been very near to the fire for full 40 minutes now. <laughs> and even as we get him a little bit closer... Eh, eh, sorry, I am just moving him with my pokey stick. Eh, eh, as you can see, he is not catching fire. Oh my god. You gotta do it for the gram. <laughs> I can't believe that science, man. Yeah. 
Welcome to TikTok. I have a large collection of Austrian clocks. I shall find them up. Oh my god, I have a large collection of Austrian fat men who like to drink. Let's see what happens, shall we? They said that we hunted the bears to extinction, but not today. <laughs> I have several large ones. <laughs> oh, it is a regular teddy bear's picnic up in here. I tell you what, like, you get the time machine. I reckon you overshoot Hitler's birth by a little bit. Yeah. You're still going to kill baby Hitler, but you want to be there for this. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> I have never wanted to be like a part of a scientific study more in my life. No. <laughs> just watch him. Just, and just all these like fat guys just trying to enjoy like a beer. They're like, ow, will you stop poking me with your stick? It's like the first C-Mac study for students. <laughs> yes. Are you a student and can't afford to buy ramen noodles? <laughs> I will give you a cup of whiskey and a warm fire. <laughs> Men of poor health only. The question I have is, okay, do you think any of, like, if you're, if you're a poor fat man who likes a drink in the 19th century mm. and you rock up at this German scientist house who, first of all, makes you take off your coat so he can check that you are, you are very portly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just gets you, like, Cosby drunk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like Brandy. And then just, like, just makes you sit by the fire while he watches you. Yes. <laughs> Do you go back for part two of that study? Oh. Right? I mean, I did drink a lot as a student. Yeah. I mean, technically, he doesn't do anything like it's it's none of the bad stuff you know what would make it creepy what if he wanted to play fucking uno i just spat my wine back don't you dare call that wine (laughs) what you are drinking is not wine it is a it is a fucking terrifying golem of the cheapest rosé we could get Uh uh-huh and this horrible vodka seltzer that you brought around, oh, which was, tasted like nail polish remover. Oh, I know why it was in like you know like the clearance section. Where this he's is why all I like, have no, the air conditioner on because if we had a fire going right now, oh. I'd be making sure you step away from it. See, this is what happens. I already had a couple of gym beams earlier today. I don't know why I switched. This is what happens when you try new things. <laughs> Fucking 2022. Just when you think it can't fucking hurt you anymore, it gives you fucking Smirnoff seltzer passion fruit. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Jesus wept. Yeah, into this can. (laughs) And they've gone full fucking no no fucks given with the label too. Yeah. They've tried three different Photoshop brushes. They're like, done. Yeah. Just some some smears. It looks like a fucking mental patient smeared. Passion fruit. It would be like, ooh, passiony. But it doesn't even smell like passion fruit. It smells like children's yeah. fucking well, antibiotics. Sniff it before. Like it didn't be like, mmm, mmm, you know, Alka Seltzer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's what I get for trying new things. Fuck you, 2022. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh Lord. Okay, so this German has gone in for science and proved drunk fat men don't just spontaneously catch fire. Um, so, yeah. Spontaneous human combustion in the 20th century kicks off for us in December of 1904 in Binbrook, Lincolnshire, which is in England. Hmm. At the beginning of December, the local priest, Reverend A, and I had to stay sober to say his name, Reverend A.C. Custance. 
curiously spelled, reported that objects were suddenly being hurled at the rectory. Those objects would suddenly just burst into flames. It's the first time that we've heard of spontaneous object combustion. <laughs> How close is it to Northern Ireland? <laughs> yeah, well, suddenly this bottle of brandy caught fire and flew through my window. I don't know what happened. I, that's not an Irish accent. That is not an Irish accent. Oh no, I don't know what's happened. Oh no, this bottle of, this bottle of sea salt has just flown a fire through my window. Oh my crikey. That's not a leprechaun. Fuck. <laughs> But at the end of December, a farmer in the same Binbrook area reported that upon walking into his kitchen, he found the young servant girl sweeping the floor. Good Lord. Apparently. Yeah. Completely unaware that flames were leaping off the back of her dress. The farmer said he shouted and rushed to the girl and attempted to smother the flames. This sounds like a preemptive strike <laughs> against a harassment clause. It does, yeah. Somebody walked in to find him hands all over the servant girl. <laughs> Honestly, she was on fire. How would you like to come with me to the pig slop dance? <laughs> Fuck off, governor. <laughs> I'll set you on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck on over you, the pig's wheel. Oh. <laughs> oh. But supporting his claims, the girl was badly burned. Oh, well, that's that's convenient. But completely unaware that she was on fire at the time. Probably 28 hours into her first shift. Which do you think is like worse? The fact that you're just like, oh, I'm just sweeping. <sighs> and then like, you know, like you don't have it like bad enough already in like 1905 England as yeah. a poor, you know, unmarried single young woman. Yeah. Um, and then your boss like just strides into the kitchen and just starts like, Whoa, throws a coat over your head and just starts bashing you. You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> Time for my beating. <laughs> Governor's Randy. <laughs> oh, no. Poor girl. Yeah. She did survive, though. Oh, good. Next, we travel to the Heath of Bullock. What? It's the Heath of Bullock. Okay. Which is a village near Southampton in England. Okay. On the 26th of February, 1905, neighbours heard what they would describe as a scratching sound coming from inside the house of Mr. and Mrs. Kylie. They were a normal, everyday retired couple. As the neighbours entered the house, they found a terrifying sight. Mr. Kylie was lying on the floor, totally engulfed in flames. Mrs. Kylie sat not too far away in the same room. Mrs. Kylie sat dead in an easy chair. She was described as, quote, badly charred, but recognisable. <laughs> Squints. Is that Mrs. Kylie? Oh, oh, she does look a little bit overdone to me. <laughs> oh, another, another trip away to Ibiza. It's <laughs> ruined the roast, he has. Well, there's, there's no fixing that. Doesn't matter how much gravy you put on it. We've had English cooking, mad still. <laughs> so he's on the floor, he's on fire, she's badly charred. 
Who describes your neighbour dead as Bradley Chard? That's a very judgmental one. Like a nicer way to put it. Oh, my God. Um, A table was overturned and an oil lamp smashed on the floor. Still, the onlookers could not understand how it could possibly have caused such an intense fire and for two people in two different locations to catch fire. The other strange fact in this case was the armchair that Mrs. Kylie sat on. The chair was not burned, not even singed. If it was the oil lamp, how could it char the woman but not the chair? They don't make shit like they used to. The police were called to investigate the matter and the official ruling on the deaths were accidental death. (laughs) But by what means, we're unable to say. Fair enough. It was a different time. It was. In 19... Oh my God, I I don't understand how the human race survived because why didn't everybody just murder everybody? Because you could literally just set someone on fire... And, like, you're just standing there with some gasoline going, oh, I don't know what happened. And they're like, oh, it's clearly accidental. Let me tell you about a little thing called religion. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just bizarre. It is, yeah. Oh, my Lord. In the last few hundred years, spontaneous human combustion had gone from being believed as an absolute real punishment of God to something that people refused to admit even existed. It was not real, or worse, it was French! (laughs) According to one journal, on April the 22nd, 1905, American medicine delivered an article that was not subtle in its opinion on spontaneous human combustion or the French. Guessing this was a Murdoch-owned publication. (laughs) It declared, (coughs) quote, Of the total number of cases published, nearly half have been reported from the neurotic land of France. (laughs) Well, case closed then. Done. (laughs) With their quality food and fine engineering. (laughs) And their neurotic catching fire. Yes. Oh, my Lord. How could they possibly not catch fire with all that? Get rid of the nobles that hold everything together. Right, right, clearly. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think that also means that it's only spontaneous human combustion when it occurs in France. Outside of France, it's simply sparkling combustion. Sparkling immolation. Yes. Yes. Someone else published their belief that alcohol was not a precursor to spontaneous human combustion. What a relief. Imagine the alcohol lobby getting together. Yeah. We're going to nip this shit in yeah, the bud. Yeah, like, we're going to cut this shit down. We, oh. can, we can rely on that study from Austria. That's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Let's put that right up front. <laughs> Let's, Let's find, just... sign some shonky doctors. <laughs> Someone to back that up. Back that up. <laughs> Nine out of ten British physicians say drunkenness does not contribute to spontaneous human combustion. Unless it's French cognac. <laughs> Good old British brandy, you're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably fine. Oh. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, so they proved, this was how they proved that alcohol was not a precursor to spontaneous human combustion, okay? By soaking 
I, I have to stress before I say this. The rat was the rat was deceased. Okay. Okay. This, okay. this wasn't done to a live rat. Okay. They soaked a rat in alcohol for one year. <laughs> just, yeah. just swimming about in your in your mum's Tupperware. Good day. All right. Just, yeah. Can I anything to eat, Dad? You just don't go for the orange container. Yeah, just don't. That's my fire rat. <laughs> they soaked the rat in alcohol for one year and then set the carcass on fire. How good was science back then? Oh. Oh, this is what this is what the world did before Uno, right? <laughs> just sat around, just like. Do you think like every month or so he just open it, and be like, mm, not quite, not quite, yeah. not quite, a little bit longer. He's gonna age it a little bit longer. Yeah, it's, right now it's black label. We need blue label rat. <laughs> to f- maybe that's where they got the idea from. <laughs> to further prove their theory. They set other creatures alight that had been soaking for well over one year. Were they soaking all these booze things? <laughs> it was reported that some were obtained from a local museum. Oh, wow. So they've got them out of like in formaldehyde and medical alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just like, oh, you know what? We're doing some science. You got any shit we can set on fire? Yes, I've got a dingo fetus you can have. Oh, got multiples of those. Fabulous. <laughs> I burn like Guy Fawkes. Oh. <laughs> or maybe they had Guy Fawkes in a jar. <laughs> I've got some Catholic abortions. Would you like those? <laughs> Horrible, shameful things they yeah. are. Oh. Clogged, oh. Up, clogged up the drains in the abbey. <laughs> uh, true story. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if only they had put some science to it. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was always the same result. The skin was burnt, but internal organs were always okay. I mean, dead, but yeah. okay. This would prove little comfort to Mr. and Mrs. Hook of Pittsburgh. That'd be such a fucking disappointment. After a year of soaking this rat. Like, this is going to be awesome! Oh. Imagine he's invited all of his friends around. They've made a party. They've got the catering out. There's like just like a 20 kilos of potato salad. Like 800 hot dogs. Father, can I light the rat? No, Jonte. This is for science. Light the tail, you damn fool. This is your first time burning a year-long soaked rat? Uh, please, sir, mummy said I could. Let me burn the rat, daddy. Get a combustible servant nearby. She's already burning. Have her stand near it. Uh, throw some marshmallows on her. Oh, it's child's work. Oh, Lord. Makes a gender reveal party seem pretty sane now, doesn't it? If your rat gives if your rat gives off a like a white or a blue, <laughs> that's how we get the new pope. <laughs> oh no, no, you can't have a pet rat with the pope. No, you can't. Yeah, you're not allowed to have pets. We're selfish, apparently. Yeah. I mean, you know, selfish is living in a museum. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, selfish could be you know considered living on a hoard of you know stolen. Um, you know, Nazi gold while, you know, the world starves. But, you know, whatever, exactly. you know, tit yeah. for tat. I have cats. Yeah. <sighs> Who's the real asshole? Yeah. 
<laughs> Awkward. Set that rat on fire. Yeah. Mm. Rub that on your gums, Pope. <laughs> Albert Huick was looking forward to getting home after a long night shift. Taking off his shoes, relaxing. Ah, it's always good to get home and swing open that front door, go inside, check on your rat. <laughs> Except for one slight problem. Albert's front door wasn't swinging open. Even opening would be a fine thing. Albert made several attempts to get his wife, who should have been at home... Should have been. ...to open the door as she usually did. She might have been out soaking a few rats of her own. (laughs) Albert knocked. Albert rang the bell. He even tried calling out. This is like a Richard Hardgraves book. But there was no sign of movement from inside. Scandalous. Indeed. A woman having something to do other than open her husband's door? <gasps> Where is that ill at ease, Harridan? No, she's probably off having a period. She'd better be off burning somewhere unexplicably. <laughs> Albert was eventually able to break into the house by climbing in through a cellar window. Albert then went searching for his wife. No doubt to give her a good talking to. With his fists. Albert smelt, quote, the odour of burning rags. For a start, that's a very specific that is smell. Very specific. How many rags, quote, rags have you burnt, Albert? <laughs> Do you know the smell on... Hmm, that's about 60 rags. It, Salty. <laughs> They've cleaned up a combination of coffee, rum and man love. <laughs> This is industrial England. They've replaced their breathable oxygen with soot. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> More soot for breakfast, son. <laughs> Ooh, I'll have it on my Cheerios. Thank you. I'll just give it to you straight from my lungs like a hungry seagull. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we are. Good, uh, nutritious British soot. Raise your right. So he smelt the burning rags in the hallway outside her room. Okay. Upon entering his wife's room, sounds like a metaphor. Hope he knocked. <laughs> Gentleman knocks before entering a lady's yes. room. Are you playing Uno or would you like to play Duo? <laughs> Albert found his wife slumped over a table. Uh, it was the gym epidemic. Her body was charred. Oh dear. Her clothing had mostly been burnt away. Okay. And he gave her a good talking to. <laughs> Where's my dinner? <laughs> you have time? You've got time to lay about? You've got time to put some chops on? Yes, disgraceful. Look at you lying around with your titties out. What do you think this is? 18th century neurotic France? <laughs> the tablecloth which she was laying on was slightly burnt but there was no other sign of fire except for paper that was burned in a waste paper basket in the far corner of the room. She might have been reading some erotic French <laughs> novellas. <laughs> the Marquis de Sade is rather flammable. 
<laughs> Albert ran outside and then ran to his neighbor's house for help. Quickly, my wife has died. What shall I have for tea? <laughs> you shall cook my dinner and fluff my pillow. I don't know what to do. How do I take my pants off? The police were called to investigate. Obviously, a woman laying about and not making dinner for her husband. Call the police. (laughs) (laughs) They came to investigate. Speaking to neighbours, some said they had seen a bright light in the wife's room at about 11.30pm. But nothing else was out of the ordinary. What are they doing watching their fucking window? I know. Yeah, I look in there a lot so I know what's normal and what's not. I say Mrs. Suggins' bedroom window is rather illuminating. Yeah. Someone's in there playing Uno with the captain of the local ship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was like I was there. You really (laughs) had me caught up in the... (laughs) Yeah, this is why I didn't do improv. (laughs) But the police were stumped. They didn't do improv either. (laughs) They suggested that possibly whilst lighting her lamp, Uh Mrs. Hewick threw the match in the waste paper basket whilst simultaneously accidentally possibly setting her own clothes on fire. Indeed. Um, And instead of running around, she just sort of stood there and burnt really quickly. Being considerate. You know, thinking <laughs> that people have to come and do the tidy up afterwards. I know. I have to resurrect my wife to clean up her own ashes. Yeah. Oh, so, oh maybe maybe if I just lean over this tablecloth, they can just punch it together and just put all of this, put all of me straight in the bin. <laughs> they want to get it on the rug. I just beat these. <laughs> Getting his last wife out of this rug. I'm not doing it again. Oh, Lord. Uh. This serious. It's like, really? That's the best theory that you could come up with. Bitch accidentally, like, set her waste paper basket and herself <laughs> on fire while lighting a lamp. This is why Sherlock Holmes was so popular. <laughs> he had actual theories. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh my God, oh my God, this match, it's so, it's so heavy for my small bird like womanly hands. I can't prop it up. If only a man were here to <laughs> hold it. Oh, <laughs> oh she's on fire. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Robert Downey Jr. walking around, running his finger over everything and just going, slight smell of preserving alcohol. <laughs> Half consumed rat on the table. <laughs> Perhaps this is the one time the experiment worked. Oh, it's that. I distinctly smell the French. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was the police theory. There's a skinny scarlet pimpernel jumps out the window. I finally gave your wife an orgasm. <laughs> she exploded. <laughs> and now I'm back off to eat cheese and enjoy rights. <laughs> Where is the captain of the local ship to take me back to my crazy shores? And I can afford it because I get a minimum wage. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving a trail of baguette crumbs behind him. (laughs) I don't know who did this, but I feel he was wearing a cravat. As he sings a jaunty seafaring version of Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, oh no, it'd be full Edith Piaf. Even before Edith Piaf was born, it's like no. Kickstart my heart. No. no Kickstart my heart. Need a beer for my face. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh my god, how you know what? I feel like we I don't want to say it, but I think there's a possibility that we were twentieth century English police officers reincarnated <laughs> yeah, without detective skills. <laughs> I'm just I'm just suggesting. Oh Lord. The coroner also leant towards the notion of it simply being an accidental death by fire. <laughs> just, it happens it just, Happens that much. They wake him up, he comes in with his mutton chops and curlers. There's <laughs> <laughs> a woman? Oh, clearly she didn't know how to handle a match. Misadventure. Oh, what were you doing le- letting a woman operate a match? <laughs> Let this be a lesson for all you women who want to own property <laughs> or vote. This is what happens. You're like, oh, oh, I'm going to vote for the man. Next thing you know, you're setting yourself on fire. Think you can handle a pencil? You can't even handle a match. Where's my mutton? <laughs> See, if she, was, if she was behaving like a real woman and had her kitchen fire permanently stoked, <laughs> there would be no call for lighting of said match. This, this is the difference between us and commoners. Whereas we noblemen... Just simply maintain a staff of burning women. Yes, yes. We can use it any time to, oh. to light our cigars and warm our brandy. <laughs> Why didn't he just bring another one in? These urchins, they, they fumble about with matches and incinerate oh. their very wives. Oh, oh it's disgraceful. That's disgraceful. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the following day, the Boston Globe newspaper would report on this incident. Okay. This is the actual headline. Okay. All right. Okay. 1905, Boston Globe. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Boston. How do we do a Boston accent? It's, I'm eating some clam chowder. That's probably more Fran Drescher. Ying, yow, yow, you know. Boston. Boston. I don't know. I can't I'm from Boston. Boston. I'm Boston. I don't know. Alright. <laughs> this, this is the title. Okay. Wife burnt to death. It's pretty good. It's not like she doesn't even get a name. But this. That, look. You, She's not even a woman. It's not even a person. Wife. It's a headline. They did everything but say vacancy exists for new bachelor. <laughs> get in here. But that's how headlines used to work. And then it they just. Brev- list- it was brevity. And then the fucking Daily Mail came out and gives you a 15-deck headline. <laughs> no, this is how headlines used to work. Fuck off. <laughs> and they used to set the letters by hand in letters. Oh, you can do better. Okay, she had a name. She was a person. Her Th- name was Robert Paulson. This is why we get into the thing. Even now, nobody, okay, even it's like 120 years later, nobody knows this bitch's name because nobody bothered to record it because she was always... But that was just the headline. Wife. But did you read the story? None of the articles mention her name. She's okay, always referred to as wife or Mrs. Hewick. Oh, well. <laughs> she is a person, damn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, wife, burnt to death. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking New, New Jersey Mafia. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada 
Fuck. All right, I'm trying to. Oh, he's, her back went off like popcorn. From, I'm telling you. He's from Boston. Oh, oh, Mark Wilberg. Oh no. Oh, I'm trying to think. Of, what's a funky fresh rhyme? Uh, I'm famous, but I once nearly blinded a man. Yeah, yeah. So, wife burned to death. That is Christopher Walken. That's Christopher Walken. <laughs> Full fighters. <laughs> Why yes. All right, Christopher Walken, when he was in Boston reading the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Wife burned to death. Albert Hewitt found the body of his wife lying on a table of her room, burned to a crisp. <laughs> burned to a crisp? When he returned home from work late last night. <laughs> the theory of accidental death was abandoned when it was discovered that nothing else in the room was burned. You do the worst books for the deaf. Not even the table on which the body was found. (laughs) Whether the woman met with foul play, the police are reluctant to say, but considerable mystery surrounds the death. It's like you've been possessed by so many stereotypes and they're all just coming forward to name themselves I'm Bobcat and fucking Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh my God. I'm they, Bruce Springsteen. If they still made Felice Academy movies, <laughs> I'd be <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait, the only person who's ever been name-checked as a cunt by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Really? Really. What led to that? I uh, just hated him. Really? Yeah, there's an episode of um, Comedians in Cars and Cof- Getting Coffee. Yeah. Where he's Jerry's there and he's like talking about comics in the 80s. Yeah. And he basically just, like, you can, you can watch it with the sound down and see that he mounts Bobcat Goldthwait. And Bobcat's like straight away goes, yeah, he's talking about me. Why, what did he do to Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, Jerry just didn't appreciate that he was a gimmick. You know, I'm fucking crazy. You know, I don't know. It worked. It fucking works. Who gives a shit? It's comedy. He did a fucking show about nothing. Calm the fuck down. Exactly. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, so that's the headline. Wife burned to death. <sighs> Maybe she met with foul play. Maybe. Is that the name of the French man? I think the crux of the story that we can take from this article, and in fact, all the articles I read was that there was a man who was now single. (laughs) Ow! I just dropped a chair on my foot. That's God punishing you. (laughs) God's a woman? (laughs) No! (laughs) Meanwhile, in England, Margaret and Wilmina Dewar were two sisters who had worked as school teachers and were now retired and living together in Whitley Bay near Blythe. Ah, teachers who are retired and living together. Wink, wink. Well, wink, th- wink. <laughs> when you, when it was very indecorous to mention they were lesbians. <laughs> well, that's that was my original when I started like reading it, and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. but then I read on, and I'm like, ah, sisters. Oh, really? No, they're not sisters. <laughs> No, maybe Scissor Sisters. <laughs> too, too bad if it was primary school because they have to use those plastic ones. <laughs> hey, you should only do it with the plastic in between if it's, <laughs> if it's a casual sister. That is true. You know, just to be sure, man. Oh, wow, look at us being sex positive. <laughs> always always, sex- always use a damn. 
very sick. That's what? What, what? I mean. I mean, I mean, I know safety first, but really, just stay home and bloody lick the inside of your shopping bag. If you're going to do that. <laughs> it's very fucking Laura Palmer. Yeah, you will never, ever know if there happens to be another woman on the other side of that plastic bag. You can't tell. It could be, it could be your alcohol-soaked rat. It could be another lady. It could be fucking, I'm trying to think who's the hottest woman on earth. Like, it could be. Uh, Selma Hayek. Salma Hayek over there. It doesn't matter. It is. It's just gonna feel like a packet of ginger nut biscuits. <laughs> it's like using a bag full of writhing puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't lick a bag of writhing puppies. Well, that's what that's what I'm imagining. It's like for the receiver. No, no, no. And then you, it's like, okay, you know. As a kid, when you were in, like, young school, and they tell you not to eat the paste. Yeah. But then you eat the paste. Never did. It's kind of that sensation. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I... I, But more rubbery. (laughs) We live in a world of the Gardasil vaccine, so I don't really know what we really have to worry about. I suppose syphilis and herpes and those other things. You know, just little things like that. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just the the herp. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) The old herp-a-derp. The herp-a-derp. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, the two uh, Scissor Sisters were <laughs> retired, living near Blythe. I don't know who was the local ship captain before you ask me. But on the 22nd of March, 1908, their quiet family home would change and would never be the same again. It was either the invention of Uno or the vibrator. <laughs> We are going to do an episode on the history of like the vibrator. Yeah, for sure. It's it's fantastic because you used to go to your doctor. Really? Were they prescribed? Yes. Wow. Oh my god! Do you not know? No. Oh my god! It was actual. It was this huge machine, like the size of this table, with like a little dildoy bit, just like on a pump or like a little windy thing. That's so good. But like with a dick, and it because it was hysteria. Like computers were. And you would you would go to the and they'd prop you up on the table. Yeah. Okay. And usually it was like there was a little like curtain, so the doctor didn't have to look you in the oh, face. Oh, you didn't take it home. Okay. They get to use theirs. No. And then the doctor would manually give you uh give you a finger in, okay, and then crank up the machine and wank you off. Oh my god. And that's that's what that's what they did to cure hysteria. You would go to your doctor and your doctor would wank you off. And who then you who would was really the sick one here? <laughs> oh my god, I would have blown out my like free healthcare card <laughs> so fucking quick. I just wish to check to see if that's on my private health insurance. <laughs> Honestly, if you're suffering, I've from only got four hundred dollars per couple for a Sibian machine. Uh, Fuck. Seriously, if you the number one treatment for hysteria is getting your doctor to whack you off. That makes Def Leppard's third album seem so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's probably some coal-powered steampunk contraption too. It's, it's true. It, it's, yeah, it really is. It's like this hunking machine. Like you see some of them, and you were just like, I wouldn't like. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've got a transformer fetish, like <laughs> fuck me, Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait for the episode of these things. Like, it's, yeah, seriously. Then some the doctors would just fap you off manually. They actually they would have techniques. 
And you'd like, you know, you, they had techniques. They had techniques. Different practices had different techniques. <sighs> and they would teach like their doc, like you know, the other doctors in the practice how to do it. Wow. And they just wow. Yeah. How much tension? Was how many fingers you got? I guess. Fucking hell. Yeah. Science, man. Wow. Throw we've come a-, a long way. Oh, I kind of feel like we've gone back. Oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> I can't remember the last time my doctor mapped me off. Year 10 legal studies, we had an excursion to Adelaide when I was a kid. Oh. And we had to go sit in the Supreme Court and we sat in on one of those cases. <gasps> where like the barrister, so the prosecuting barrister, looked around and looked at our teacher and he's like, your funeral. And he continues with his questioning, which was all about a doctor doing that to women under hypnosis. <gasps> and we're in a good little Catholic school going, whoa, this is porn. <laughs> yeah, Catholic. Yeah, and I bet they like took you to the back of the bus and asked you to explain your feelings about it afterwards. <laughs> wow. Touch this puppet and show me where it hurts. Why is the puppet attached to your pants? <laughs> Nothing. It's a very long sin. It's an alcohol-soaked rat. <laughs> wow. Okay, there okay, we go. But we digress. Yeah, it's a whole other episode. Yeah. So these two ladies living together, living alone, lots of doctor visits. <laughs> that evening, the sisters' neighbours heard a commotion at their front door. Opening the door, they found Margaret in a state of extreme distress. <laughs> she needed going to with the doctor. <laughs> Margaret said that she had walked into her sister's room only to find her sister had been burned to death. Oh, dear. Margaret ran to her neighbours for assistance. The neighbours went to the sisters' house where they found Wilhelmina's body burnt to a crisp, lying on her bed as described. But unfathomably, the mattress and even the sheets themselves were untouched and showed no sign of fire damage. Because they used natural fibres. In fact, no part of the house showed any sign of a fire, except for the crispy sister. (laughs) An inquest was begun to determine the cause of Wilhelmina's death. Margaret was forced to repeat her story over and over again. And she kept repeating the same story over and over again, that she had walked in and found her sister in the same condition that the neighbours had found her. But the coroner was having... None of it. No. He refused any possibility that the body could have burnt in that way and not burnt the bedsheets. The coroner accused Margaret of lying about the fire and her sister and threatened her that he would prosecute her for perjury if she failed to tell the truth and then postponed the inquest to be concluded at a later date, he basically told her to go off and have a good hard think about what she'd done. (laughs) Can't prove it. (laughs) But the simple fact was it wasn't just the coroner. No one believed Margaret. And she was hounded by the papers as well as her neighbours who all kept pressuring her to just tell them what really happened. The pressure became too much, and when the inquest recommenced, Margaret confessed to lying. And that she had, in fact, found her sister alive, but on fire, on the ground floor of the house. Right. Margaret claimed 
that she had then somehow put out the flames and then helped the badly charred body of her sister who was so burnt she'd have the clothing burnt off her body. She helped her, because she was still alive and functioning, yeah. to walk up the stairs of their house, as you do, as you've just, yeah. you know, combusted, and uh-uh. you're completely burnt. Yeah. You know, you're like Sam Neill at the end of Event Horizon. You're more flame than human being. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so she walked the badly charred body of her sister upstairs so she could have a bit of a lay down on her bed. That's cutting edge medicine back then, though. There was two things that you could do, apparently. A good lie down mm. or be fisted by some giant steampunk fucking dildo machine. Yes. Right. Yeah. So she did what was the closest. She's not a, she's not a practiced physician. No. <laughs> so she put her sister down on the bed. And then she passed away. Mm -hmm. Margaret then went and gathered her neighbours. Fair enough. Uh Uh-huh. This version somehow satisfied the coroner and he promptly announced his verdict, which was, quote, accidental death by fire. (laughs) That's more plausible. Now let's all go to the pub. Even though there was absolutely no sign of any fire downstairs either. Oh, there was no fire downstairs for those two women for a long time, I think. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Naughty. But I can't believe, like, oh, yeah, no, no. The like, she, she, From the burns that she had, she was clearly dead. Yeah. For a start, nobody survives those, those flames. <laughs> Like, so when you are charred, when you are so burnt, you're black, you certainly don't walk up a flight of stairs going, oh, I'll just have a bit of a lay down. Just the British stiff upper lip. That's what it is. That's why they won two world wars. (laughs) It is. It's how they had the world's largest empire. I'll not let Jerry win. (laughs) I'll go. I might be dead. I'll make it to bed. Oh, I don't want to lie down here on the floor. You'll never get me out of the linoleum. Get me upstairs so I can lie in state like a crispy linen. <laughs> I'll just I'll just get ready for my funeral. I'll just get myself in the position. <laughs> Save you the work, dear. I know you've got a lot on. <laughs> if only we had a burning servant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. <sighs> So yeah, uh, I don't I don't know how, but that satisfied the the coroner, and that was the end of it. Like I said, no fire downstairs either. But who did have a fire downstairs was this lady in the British West Indies hey. in the August of nineteen twenty nine. That's quite late. Who endured a recurring barrage of. Why, sir, I do declare you are making it hot in here or are my knickers on fire again? Why is she a southern belle if she's in the West Indies? I know, I <laughs> but I was committed she's to like it. She's like Bahamian or something. <laughs> Why, sir, I do declare are you making it hot in here or are my knickers on fire again? So essentially we've all seen what West Indian men look like. They are gods. Mm. Like Usain Bolt, mm. the entire 1970s. Uh, cricket team. She is the luckiest British woman. Yeah. There's a reason she caught fire. Yeah. Friction. 
Just friction. Yeah. <laughs> you rub those two logs together. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> this one claims that time after time, without any sign, warning, or flammable materials, her clothing would just ignite. It is warm. <laughs> it is warm in Barbados. Just catch fire. Yeah. Just how many times could you be found in the Nard and just go, oh, 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 oh I, I declare they just caught fire. <laughs> why, 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 why are all these servants naked? It, well, it leapt from my pantaloons to his brigadoon and then body doon and... I'm just here to treat her hysteria, man. <laughs> oh, that's what started the fire. <laughs> if you put it on something so dry and brittle, of course it's going to catch a light. Oh. It was like stoking a bit of slate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it's that's what a Billy while. Joel song. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> we didn't start the fire because it's been a while. It's been a while. Doris Day, her vagina made of hay. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What rhymes with lunch meat? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, anyway, this one for Eminem. <laughs> Put that in your rap battle. <laughs> He's just come away having conquered the word orange. <laughs> oh, did he do conquer the word orange? Well, he's, there's a famous rap where he talks about having uh, porridge with George. It's like, it's pretty fucking bad. Oh, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Actually, actually, I know that he's in the uh, like the Guinness World Records for like the world's like fastest um, like talking or rapping. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like it's like the fastest and for the longest amount of period because in his rap rap god, where he, he I don't know if you've heard it. No. Um, don't listen to it with your homosexual friends. It's 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 you know a lot of Eminem stuff. Not not for not for your gay friends. Um, but he does have this one bit where he starts. He's like, and it's like it's it's just it's so fast. It's manic. That's actually he actually did that live. Fair enough. Um. And yeah, to the Guinness Book of Records. Um, but anyway, we digress. Uh, so anyway, her clothing uh, managed to just catch fire all of the time. Okay. But luckily, it all every time that her clothing caught fire, it managed to be extinguished without causing any harm to the lady. No. no. But then, her bedding also began to catch fire. Okay. Woohoo! Again. Jamaica man. <laughs> oh, oh, Idris Elba. He'd set my bed sheets fire. Oh. Um, you catch fire in the shower with that fella. <gasps> Have you? See, did you see the latest pictures? That no. Okay, pictures of him going off a set with his giant, massive, uh, very visible, massive package, like in his like pant leg, which was almost down to his knee. Jesus. Like, went across the world, like, holy shit. And everyone going, oh, my God, is I just Elba's, like, penis, like, legitimately. Like, it's tying his shoelaces. 
Um, and eventually Idris had to come out and actually made a comment on Twitter. He's like, good news, I've suddenly got a lot more followers <laughs> on my Instagram. Sad news, that was actually where they'd put the, um, like the uh, pack for the, the microphone. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people got very excited. They're very disappointed. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this woman, her bed sheet started to catch fire. The woman had claimed that she had woken up on numerous occasions and her sheets, both above and below her, were scorched, but she was fine. Fair enough. Didn't even wake up. Probably still didn't want the air conditioner on like most women. <laughs> Now, I know what you're thinking. She must be mad. But her surrounding neighbours all corroborated the story. Okay. And had all, in fact, pitched in to help replace her burned up wardrobe. Do you think everybody else was just that bloody harlot out in her little bikini? They deliberately just like, you will buy her a petticoat. (laughs) Or she's just one of these people that's like, nothing fits. Yes, it does. Oh, it's all burnt. Yeah, yeah. I can't wear this twice. It's burnt. (laughs) Fast fashion was born. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So, yeah, no, the neighbours were literally pitched in to buy her some skivvies. (laughs) Oh, Lord. What? Which has to make us think. Is it the woman or the dress that maketh the man spontaneously combust? But you know what? I think we might explore this idea a little more in a future episode where we will look at the burning bloomers. A man and his red-hot pants and a beautiful woman who puts the uh, in the uh, I'm on fire. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> that, that we're going to do a future episode okay. of Spontaneous Combination with people whose pants and panties catch fire. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently one guy, he didn't even have to be in his pants for his pants to catch fire. That's how red hot his pants were. <laughs> he just hadn't washed them in a while. Boom. <laughs> oh. Off they went. <laughs> oh, my lord. So, because I started like just researching from like the 1900s to the 1950s, and yeah, these couple of cases were quite interesting. Okay. And because obviously, as it goes on, we get a little bit more information. So, I thought that these next couple of cases uh, deserved a little bit more attention. Excellent. Um, and one sexy lady oh, might just slip a nip. Really? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if the hardback sexy novel that was written about her story is anything to go by. Well. Yeah. Apparently. Mills and Burn. <laughs> <laughs> apparently just because you're on fire doesn't mean you can't look your best. <laughs> Another unrealistic body standard for women was born. <laughs> I'd love to see that on the red carpet. Say, Nicole Kidman, you're wearing fire. <laughs> You know what? How's it feel? <laughs> it's the most my face has moved in a long time. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, if anyone could pull off like fire, I think it would be Nicole Kidman. It would be. Yeah. She's got the red hair. She could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there another another body standard I don't need to live with. <laughs> but how do you feel? Like you know, you're a you're a larger bear of a man. Yeah. Do you have some comfort knowing that even if you get like as soaked as a rat, you're still not probably going to catch fire? I think I'm full of uh, extinguishing materials. 
most of the time. What the other thing is, like, when you think about it, the fact is, like, they probably won't catch fire. To me, that implies at least one of them did catch fire. Yeah, his scientific method was lacking. Yeah. Somewhat. At least one has gone up. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> at least one. But he couldn't repeat it, so he can't put it in the study. Damn it! Oh, that's why you've got to repeat, repeat, But we do repeat. know that drinking too much and standing near fires causes autism. <laughs> put that in the lancet. <laughs> Nobody listen to this guy. Somebody get him a gin and coke. Oh my god, gin and coke, <laughs> gin beam and coke. I oh, should say. Okay, get him a gin beam and coke. But to everyone out there, um, you know what? Uh, just remember, a good doctor and a moth man <laughs> eats the government. And when it comes to Idris Elba, look at the dick. <laughs> <laughs>